But let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. As I shared already, we're in our 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we're going to take another step forward in prayer. One of the things I did before, you know, we welcomed in our uh, newborn Sophia into the world, and we took some time off, and I stepped away, had some wonderful guests fill in, special guests, and our campus directors and our youth leaders did a great job ministering over the last few weeks. And thank you all for ministering and loving on the faith family so well. And thank you for all who sent congratulations and letters and gifts celebrating Sophia's birth. Thank you all so much. We appreciate your prayers. But before I took a step away, one of the things I, I had taught for three weeks straight was how to pray effectively for your family and loved ones. Those are three-week mini-series on prayer, specifically praying for loved ones. You can find that on the Faith Plus app as well as on YouTube. But as we were praying... One of the things I kept stressing again and again and again, which you've heard me stress before, we can't just be people who pray, God bless you prayers. Oh, God bless them all. God help them and leave it at that. Or just people who pray just really quickly. Now, prayer has power and even little prayer produces little power. But if we want to see the results that we so greatly desire, we have to take another step forward in prayer. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, we must. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, we must. Take another step forward in prayer. Put that in the chat if you're watching a place where you can type something in, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, somewhere else. Say, we must take another step forward in prayer. And so there's some scriptures I want to share with you before I really share what's on my heart and drive in a few points I want you to get. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 it says, likewise, or in the same way, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. That word infirmities means weaknesses or limitations. And the word helps means to lay hold along with, to strive to obtain with others, to help in attaining, and to take hold with another. So it's saying in the same way the Spirit takes hold together with us, strives to obtain with us, Helps us, uh, helps us in obtaining and takes hold together with and against our infirmities or our limitations. Now, what is the specific limitation Paul is talking about here? For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So a limitation is we don't know how to pray as we should. And if we knew how to pray as we should, it would remove the limitation and would have greater power manifest in our life. And so God sent the Holy Spirit. And one of the things he helps us do is take hold together with our limitation and go beyond our limitation and strives together with us to obtain what we're after. It says, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Everybody loves that verse. Everyone loves to quote that verse, but you can't get verse 28 if you don't get the essence of verse 26 and 27. And that's talking about another step forward in prayer. Another step forward in prayer. So it's not just the God bless you prayers or the real quick praying. It's taking time and partnering with the spirit of God and working with him to obtain what you're after in prayer. And that's not always those 30-second prayers or the God bless you prayers. That's letting him pray through you with groanings and things that cannot be uttered in intelligible speech. That's where 
praying in the Holy Ghost, we call it praying in other tongues, praying out those mysteries, 1 Corinthians 14 lets us know, becomes so vitally important to having prayer success. You know, I remember what my pastor, our bishop, has shared with me again and again and again. I've heard it for years and years and years, decades now. Every success first is a prayer success. Every success first is a prayer success. Now, I was, during my time off, you know, late nights rocking the baby and thinking about things, waiting for the baby to come, I began to think about certain things. Are there, is there some success in our life that has been limited because of our limited prayer life? What do I mean by that? You're doing exactly what God wants you to do. You're going forward and living the way God wants you to live. You're living holy. I'm not saying you don't pray. You do have a prayer life. You're walking forward in the purpose God has for you. But you take two steps forward and end up taking one step back. Or even worse, you take two steps forward and somehow you get bounced back, three steps back. But you went forward. We had some type of version of success, but somehow you bounced back. Or you took a step forward and all of a sudden you took a step forward and all hell broke loose, literally. All hell broke loose and it seems like you can't go any forward because there's resistance on all sides. And you know it's an attack of the enemy, but it seems like, well, what's happening? Or you've taken a step forward and you take a couple steps forward, everything's going on and you trip and you fall. Now you got to get yourself up and by the time you get yourself up, the enemy's attacking and now you found out some, somehow you got on a moving sidewalk that took you all the way back. Does anybody encounter some of that? If that's, if I'm describing something you've experienced, go ahead and put in that chat say, you're talking to me, pastor. You're talking to me. Because there's some things I want to share in tonight's message so that you don't experience that ever again. And it's not the will of God for you always to take two steps forward and 55 steps back. That's not what God wants you to do. God has a path for you to walk. God has a plan for you to walk in. God has things he wants you to do. There are things God wants you to advance in and not always get pushed back. The Holy Spirit has been sent to help us obtain these things and to pray out these things. John Wesley said it this way. It seems God is limited by our prayer life, that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. 1 John chapter 1 verse 3 says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you may also have fellowship with us, and surely our fellowship is with the Father, and with his son, Jesus Christ. Of course, as you heard me talk before, that word fellowship means intimate friendship. It means partnership. Lynn Hammond said it this way, fellowship is the foundation for powerful prayer. This is a good thing to put in the chat. Go ahead and put in the chat. Say fellowship is the foundation for powerful prayer. Fellowship is the foundation for powerful prayer. The Holy Spirit wants to partner with you in prayer. He wants to partner with you in prayer and in the using of your authority. See, that's the whole part of Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He's helping you. He's not doing it all himself, and you're not doing it all yourself. He's taking hold together with you to obtain these things. He's taking hold together with you to uphold certain things. He's taking hold together with you. It is a partnership. The Holy Ghost wants to partner with you. Go ahead, put that in the chat and say that loud. Say, the Holy Spirit wants to partner with me. Go ahead, put that in the chat. Say, the Holy Spirit wants to partner with me. Come on, say it again with some boldness. Believe it. Say, the Holy Spirit wants to partner with me. So you have to realize it's not all the Holy Ghost and it's not all you. You are 
partners. You are partners. As you heard me say before, in the age of grace, you still have to work. In the age of grace, you still have a responsibility. In the age of grace, God desires to partner with you. You've heard me say this before. Prayer is twofold. There's a side of prayer where you're just communicating with God, communicating with him, fellowshipping with him, spending time with him, just talking to him. Wonderful side of prayer, important side of prayer. It's the foundation for powerful prayer. But there's also another side of prayer where God is working through your praying. And so many people miss out on that side because they only focus on the communicating with God. God, uh, help me make it through the day. Uh, God, yeah, help my child, you know, help me with this. It's a lot of help me prayers or God, forgive me prayers or God, help me not to slap them prayers or it's personal, which is good. This is the type of prayer you should have that side of prayer. Sometimes it's the prayers of thanksgiving, just thanking him for the wonderful things he's done for you and just enjoying his presence. Oh, wonderful things of prayer. And I'm not making light of it. And you need to have that side of prayer. But so many believers don't enter into the side of prayer where God can work through their praying. And if they do, they do it in such a limited fashion. We need both if we want to see change. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, we need both. Go ahead, put that in the chat. Say, we need both. So prayer is twofold. There's a side of prayer where it's communication with God, the fellowshipping with him. And there's a side of prayer where God is working through your prayers. The part that is the partnership. Let's go to Colossians chapter four, verse two. Let's look at this a little bit more. Colossians chapter four, start with verse two. Notice what the apostle Paul said. He said, continue in prayer and watch in the same. What is the same? In prayer. So watch in prayer with thanksgiving. So you need to continue in prayer and you need to continuous, continuously watch in prayer and you need to continuously grant, give thanksgiving in prayer. And then he has with all praying also for us that God will open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in bonds. So Paul is asking us, hey, while you're in prayer, keep at it. Don't stop. But while you're praying, watch and pray. Jesus said that a lot. You see in the scriptures, watch and pray. But also give thanks and pray and watch these three things. And Paul said, pray this way, but also pray for me that utterance may be given. So this is a consistent prayer for utterance that Paul, you'll see right throughout his epistles, encouraging churches to pray for him concerning this topic. But one of the things that I want to hone in here is the word watch. It's not just talking about looking at your watch. No, it's talking about someone who's sitting on a guard post, looking out to see if there are threats coming, looking out to see if the season is changing, looking out for the changes in the weather, looking out for things that are going on around him or her. It's someone in the watch post position. It's someone in a guard position. So yes, pray, but also watch in prayer. Because when you watch, you'll notice some things that need to be dealt with in prayer. That you might be going through your neighborhood, but you're alert. Say, God, Father, I pray for this person. I'm not sure what they're going through, but I see something that needs to be addressed by you. You're watching. But as you become a person of prayer and take another step forward in prayer, guess what? You'll be able to watch in the spirit and you'll see some things you'll never seen in the natural. You'll see some things you never knew could even be possible in the natural. You'll see some things that nowhere in your natural senses did you know this is what the enemy is trying to do. But if you watch in prayer, 
watch in the spirit, you'll pick up on it and you can stop it from happening. Things down the path. See, a lot of times in prayer, we're just so responsive. We're so just, you know, just retaliating first. Oh, this happened. Let me pray. Oh, this happened. Let me pray. Oh, this is about to happen. Let me pray. Now, there's some things you can stop from happening, period. If you get over in the spirit and watch and pray. But getting over in the spirit is not just praying God bless you prayers. It is taking some time on a regular basis praying in the spirit. And the more you do it, the easier it is for you to step over into the spirit and get some real work done with God. Let's look at what the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 62, verse 6 and 7. He says, I have set watchmen upon your walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace, meaning they won't be quiet day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence and give them no rest till he establish, till he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. He's talking about prayer people. He says, I've set watchmen on the walls. These praying people, and what are their instructions? Every day and every night, I want you to pray this. What are they supposed to pray? For Jerusalem, for it to become what God wanted to become. And so there are some things that aren't quick prayers that you just pray once and it's done. There are some things that have to be prayed out. Well, I like to call them prayer projects. And it takes time, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes years. And every time you go to prayer, God is able to partner with you and take it a step forward. Now, I've seen this in my life and I've been taught by so many wonderful prayer generals. I've learned so many things from them that there are different times in my life that I know that, hey, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that let me take this a little step forward. I know when I, right before I became pastor, I knew it was coming down the pike and there's a lot of stuff that needed to happen. So nightly, the days, especially when I had more time, I would take time and pray just an hour in the spirit. What am I doing? I'm pushing it forward, pushing it forward. There's some things that have to be untangled. There's some things that have to line up. There's some things that have to be prepared. And I take that step forward in prayer. I know recently, you know, I was preparing for something. And normally with that event coming up, I would have taken... You know, I would say, oh, maybe a month out, I'll start praying for it. A couple weeks out, just pray specifically, take some extra time. But about two and a half months before that day arose, the Lord said, no, you need to start praying for it now. And so I took some time, about four to five days out of the week, and I would spend extra time praying. I like to walk and pray. So I like to go after I run my miles, I'll take some time to walk around my neighborhood and spend some considerable amount of time in praying. And one of the topics I would spend as I walked and pray was this topic. And I'd pray what I knew to pray in English. I knew pray what I'd have for my understanding. But then I would take some time to so Father, now I yield my tongue and I pray in the spirit about this. And so I get to maybe a week before the event, the day everything was supposed to happen. And there was nothing more for me to pray about it. So what did I do for the last week? I just praised God and thanked him for it. What I was doing? Watching in Thanksgiving. I prayed out all I knew to pray, all that the spirit led me to pray. So I just thanked God for it and gave him the glory for it. What are you doing? There are things that have to be pushed through in prayer. There are things that have to line up in prayer. You have to be a watchman on that wall until it happens. This is don't be quiet. And it's not like you're bombarding the gates of heaven. So don't think you're bombarding the gates of heaven trying to make God do something. No, that's not, that's not what it's about. Remember, as we've talked before, there is a spiritual realm. There is an enemy. He does offer resistance and he will try to stop the plan of God from coming to pass in your life. But as you take time and become a person of prayer, not just a person who just prays every once in a while, a person of prayer, you'll be able to strike down the attacks of the enemy and you'll be able to alter things and change things so that the path you walk on is a smoother path. But you have to become a watchman. You have to watch in prayer, watch in Thanksgiving and consistently pray. 
Now, with that, you know, your days may not always be the same. Your schedule may be different. There are some days you'll have more time to pray, and you can take that time to pray. But there are some days you don't even have that extra time. You have your normal time of prayer, but you don't have that extra time. That's understandable. But what do you do is you look for times to say, I'm just going to take this time and press it in prayer. You know what? I got this extra time. I'm going to press it in prayer. So, Pastor, I have an extra hour all the time. But sometimes you have an extra five minutes. You know, if you took an extra five minutes every day, that adds up very quickly. Or you might find another day, so I don't have an extra five minutes. I have an extra 15 minutes. Or, you know, this day I do have an extra hour. And you look for times to pray about things. And then when you become a person of prayer, God will give you prayer assignments. I know one recently, and I've seen it happen before. The Lord gave me prayer assignments. I know he's done that to other people. And he gave me one recently. He says, well, if you don't do this, I'll hold you responsible for it. I'm like, mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm going to pray that through because I don't want to be held responsible for something because I didn't do my part. And what do you have to do? You keep praying about it until the Holy Ghost gives you release. Okay, you've handled it. There's nothing else. You've prayed all you know to pray. Just thank me for it. But until then, you keep at it in prayer. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. And as I've talked to you before, Ephesians and Colossians are twin letters. The Apostle Paul wrote them at the same time. And Colossians and Ephesians kind of get insight into one another. And so Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer or types of prayer and supplication in the spirit. You know, we're going to talk more about this, you know, this week on Faith in the Morning, next week on Faith in the Morning. So I encourage you to watch Faith in the Morning. You can listen to it on our podcast, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can watch it on Faith Plus, uh, our Faith Plus app or on demand. We also, in addition, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and Faith Plus at 9 a.m. every weekday. And so notice it's praying always with all types of prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there. See, watching again there too with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. What's so interesting about this verse, even though so close in comparison to Colossians chapter four, verse two and three is where Paul put this verse. He had just listed the armor of the believer, and he compared it to the armor of the Roman soldier. But the only piece of armor he didn't call by name that the Roman soldier had was a lance that was on his back. And the lance was meant to deal with long distance enemies. So we could rightfully say that there is a lance of prayer that is used to take down long distance enemies. Are there some things you're fighting face to face that you were never supposed to face face to face, but you're supposed to take down with the lance? Or are there some things that update the terminology that you're supposed to snipe instead of facing with hand-to-hand combat? Maybe you're overwhelmed because you've let stuff run up on you when you're supposed to handle that before in prayer. Watch and pray. The lance of prayer is meant to deal with long-distance enemies. And as we see when we're studying the book of Daniel, staying in prayer causes more reinforcements to be released. You know, we saw Daniel was praying. He took some time, a couple weeks, 21 days to pray and fast and get this answer from God. He's used to getting answers like that. But for some reason, he didn't get the answer. So he kept on praying and kept on praying and kept on praying. And an angelic being appeared to him and says, your words were heard the first day you prayed. But the demonic prince over this area resisted me. And we battled for these weeks until another angel was released to assist me. And we have that breakthrough and we're able to bring you this answer. Because Daniel kept on praying, more angels were released. Sometimes things take long because of the resistance that's in the spirit. 
and there are ranks and files of demons, especially depending on what the project and who it deals with. It's not always just low-level devils. There may be ranks and files of demonic armies resisting you and resisting this plan coming to pass. So that's why you stay constant in prayer. You stay consistent in prayer because as you do, angelic reinforcements are released. Now, on that topic, in prayer, we do not focus on the devil and his works. We are, when we're praying, our focus isn't the devil. You know, I heard someone say years ago, might be decades ago now, say, oh, we're going to machine gun the devil in tongues. No, 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 no. When we're praying in tongues, we're not talking to the devil. We're talking to God. Our focus in prayer is not the devil nor his works. Who is our focus in prayer? God. When we're fellowshiping with him, we're talking to him. When we're partnering with him, we're not focusing on the enemy. We're focusing on God and looking for the direction of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to guide us. And there are times in prayer we will deal with the enemy while using our authority to bind or to loose, using our authority to strike down things of the enemy with the words of our mouth, how God wants us to pray. Pray. But also I want you to notice that your focus is not the enemy or what the enemy is doing. Your focus is on God and praying out his plan, praying out his path, praying out what he wants you to do. And as you pray, he'll encourage you, he'll have you pray out the plans of God and he'll have you pray to withhold the plans of the enemy. But remember, although you may deal with the enemy in prayer, your focus is not the enemy. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, my focus is not the enemy. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Say, my focus is not the enemy. You know, another example, we're talking about praying this way and staying in prayer and being persistent in prayer and watching in prayer and watching in Thanksgiving and pray is in your prayer time, have you laid cover fire for what God has called you to do, where God has called you to go? You know, cover fire is a military term. You know, when you use artillery to launch out, to clear a path and cause the other enemy to be suppressed and not be able to move forward so that the military objective can be released. And see, a lot of these things are supposed to happen before time. A lot of times we start out and stuff and everything is going pretty well. And all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. and We don't know how to go forward. Well, maybe there are some things. I'm not talking about things you have to stand in faith for and keep pressing through the resistance. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that should have been handled in prayer ahead of time. Are there some things that you're about to step out and do that you know God wants you to do? That this is the will of God for your life, that you do these things and you've heard that you know, you've heard that you've heard, you know that you know this is the plan of God for your life. And you're taking the steps forward to do it. You're doing all the natural things you know to do. That's good. Keep on going. But make sure that you take some extra time to pray. Well, I don't know what else to pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. And ask God to show you things that he may need you to pray out and interpret what you pray in the Spirit. But you take more time in praying. You take another step forward in prayer. And what are you doing? As you're doing, reinforcements will be released. As you do it, the lance of prayer is launched. That artillery is fired to lay down cover fire, to lay down suppression fire so that you can go forward so that the enemy is not able to just keep pushing you back. You take one step forward, you take 55 steps back. No, that resistance has been weakened and in some areas completely removed. So when you walk forward, you're walking through the enemy's camp. You're walking through his traps and it's not taking you down. You're pushing forward because you took that time in prayer. We have to be people of prayer. You know, we see the example of Jesus, how he would get away and pray. 
Now, he did life in community. He did life with people. He wasn't a hermit, but he would consistently take time to get away and pray, whether it's in the morning or late at night. When you read the gospel, say it was Jesus' habit to go there to pray. Sometimes in the morning, sometimes it was night. He's playing out the plan of the Father, getting direction from the Father. But he was a person of prayer. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our Master. He is our Teacher. He is our example. And we need to pray like him. We see through the epistles the importance of prayer. And it remembers not those God bless you prayers, those quick prayers. It's taking another step deeper and forward in prayer. And this is what we must do if we want to have great success in these end times. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 40. Go to Isaiah chapter 40 as we begin to close. We need to take another step forward in prayer. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse 3. This is the voice of him that cries in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. it. Now look at Malachi chapter three, verse one. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Now let's go to Mark chapter 1. Now some of you already know this is talking about the minister of John the Baptist. But let's look at Mark chapter 1, verse 3. It says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of a skin about his loins. He did eat locusts and wild honey and preached, saying, There comes one mightier than I after me, the latch of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Now, Isaiah was prophesying of John the Baptist in his ministry. So was the prophet Malachi. And they both used similar words that said, prepare. The ministry of John the Baptist was to prepare the way of Jesus. Now, we know John the Baptist is Jesus' older cousin. He's older than him by a few months. And his job was to prepare. Now, this word prepare, it means to make ready. It means to prepare. It means to make the necessary preparations. It means to get everything ready. Metaphorically, it was drawn from the oriental custom of sending on before kings on their journeys persons to level the roads and make them passable. So what happens? Before a king would journey to a location so that the way wasn't bumpy and uncomfortable as the king went through in his carriage on his horse, however he was going to travel, they would send a prep team ahead of time to make a highway in the desert, to make a highway through the wilderness, to prepare a path for the king to come down on so that the path is straight, so the path is easy, so that the high places are taken down and the low places are lifted up so it's an easy path for the king to go forward. This was John the Baptist's mission. Make the path clear for Jesus. Lift up the low places, take down the high places, make the path straight, make all the preparations necessary for the path Jesus is to walk in. 
He's like, whoa, that is a big assignment. Come on, think about it. That is a big assignment. That is a big job. How did John do it? Think about it. How did he prepare the path? What did he do? He preached. But what did he preach? Anointed words. He spoke anointed words. He spoke spirit-inspired words. And when we read through Mark and Luke and Matthew and John, we see some of the messages that he preached. He preached what the Holy Ghost told him to preach. He preached what the Father told him to preach. And as he preached, hearts were changed. And because hearts were changed, they were convicted and they were baptized. But the baptizing didn't prepare the way. It was those words. Because those words went forth and changed the hearts of the people that caused them to do actions that opened them up for Jesus. But it wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the words John spoke. How many of you can see that? Go ahead and put it in the chat if you can see it. It was those words he spoke. Anointed words. Spirit-inspired words. Words from the Spirit of God prepared the way for Jesus. Words from the Spirit of God. Inspired words by the Holy Ghost. Anointed words prepared the way for the ministry of Jesus. It made all the necessary preparations. It lifted up the low places. It took down the high places and made the way straight for the ministry of Jesus. It was what John was speaking out. It's what John was decreeing and declaring from the Holy Ghost. Not messages that John came up with, but things God told him to say. And as he said those things, the path was made. The path was forward. The way was cleared. The way was straightened. The low places were lifted up and the high places were torn down. Now, if there's some paths you're walking because God has a path for all of us. He has ways for all of us to walk in. There are paths God has called us to walk in. And a lot of you are walking down the path, but you're running into potholes. You're running into resistance. You're running into all this traffic because you haven't cleared the way in your prayer time. So well, how can I clear the way? I'm not John the Baptist. No, but God will give you spirit-inspired words. He'll give you anointed words as you take time to pray, as you take another step forward in prayer, not just the God bless me prayers and God help me prayers, but you take some time and you pray out the word of God. And you take some time beyond that and you pray in the Holy Ghost and you pray in the spirit. And there are times God will rise up words in your heart for you to say. And other times it'll just be in other tongues. And as you do that on a regular basis, you're lifting up the low place. You're tearing down a high place. You're filling in a pothole. You're making the path straight so that you can walk in what God calls you to. We have to stop walking through days we haven't prayed through first. We have to stop walking through days we haven't prayed through first. And I'm not just talking about your personal life and your family. I'm talking about the businesses and the organizations and the things God has called you to do. You got to pray those things through. And then all of us as members of this church, we got to pray things through for the ministry. We got to pray these things through for the church. We got to pray these things through the campus to do the vision of what God has called us to do, to ignite an awakening that impacts Georgia and influences the world through the power of the love of Jesus. We can only accomplish that as we keep going forward in prayer. Yes, we've done a lot of praying for a number of years, but there's still some more prayer that has to go forward and has to go Forth. We have to be people of prayer if we want to have great success in these end times. We have to prepare the way of where God has called us to go. We have to clear the path. And so if you've been tripping over potholes in your path, I submit to you, spend some extra time in prayer. Get past the limitation. 
Because, you know, there are times when you're just like, you know, I'm going to spend extra time in prayer. You pray what you know to pray in English, and you start praying in tongues, and, whoo, I must be praying an hour. And you look at your watch, it's only been three minutes. You're like, oh, dear God, this is going to take forever. And sometimes it's like that. But after a little bit, if you keep pushing through that, and pushing through that, it might be 15 minutes, maybe long, you push through that, all of a sudden it becomes easy. For lack of a better term, you hit a gush. Oh, it's easy to pray it out. Oh, it's easy to pray out. And then you realize you're running out of time. You got to go do something. else. look at my watch. Oh, I got to go. I got to stop. What happened? You push through whatever that resistance was, whatever that, you know, just in your mindset, in your flesh, like, oh my gosh, I got to pray longer. When you push through that and press through that, you'll get some more effective work done in prayer. And the thing is, although it'll be great to pray 24 hours, we all know that's not possible. There's all natural things we have to do. There are things we have to do with our families, things we have to do for work. There's a lot of things we must do. But if we take time every day, to take another step forward in prayer. Just take another step forward. He added just a little bit of time, like we're doing this 21 days of prayer and fasting. If we took another step forward on a regular basis, how much more of the past before us would be cleared? How many more potholes would be full? How many paths would have been straightened? And how many resistance would have been mowed through? How much more cover fire reinforcements would have been released? How many attacks would they even have been stopped before they could ever get us? We have to be people of prayer who take another step forward in prayer. I got some more to share, but I'll share it another time. Because when we begin to pray this way, it becomes multi-generational. You get over in the spirit and you pray like this, your prayers will affect the future. Some of us are walking in success that wasn't won by us, but won by those who came before us. And prayed us through. You know, that's a very powerful phrase what Jesus used at talking about Peter. He says, the enemy desires to shift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you're converted, when you go through what you're going through and you get back to your right mind, here's what I want you to do. Jesus like, I already handled that in prayer. Yeah, you can go through it, but you can go through it. You're going to win and get back to where you're supposed to do. And there are times God will give you assignments to pray for people. And there's other times in watching, you know, you know what? I need to pray that person through. You see them, they're going through a hard time. Let me pray them through. You don't even have to tell them, I'm praying you through. You just see them and you pray them through. You may not even know their name. You saw them answer the altar call and all of a sudden hit your heart. They need some prayer. And you said, so you know what? I'm going to pray them through every single day until you get a release from the Spirit of God. It's important. We have to take another step forward in prayer. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Oh, I thank you for the encouragement, for the instruction, for the insight, for the invitation to take another step forward in prayer. We can't do this by willpower. We can't do this by the power of our flesh. But we can do it with the help of the Holy Ghost, the one who you sent to partner with us. So I ask for more of his help. Help us not just be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word so we can be blessed in our doing. Father, give you all the glory, honor, and praise for these things. I worship you and I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.